Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to the White Man Can't Jump Radio Network. I'm TD, coming to you from the Great White North, Land of the Moose, and free health care. We're going to give you a quick look at week three of the NFL before we make our picks on Saturday. Thought we'd try to uh, lighten things up, give you a little ha-ha, and a little look at uh, where our, or at least where my brain is as far as the NFL goes. Um, speaking of which, uh, Nate Bush, who is not with us, but it is a joke just for you. What do care? Uh, what do uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans do after their team has won the Super Bowl? They turn off their PlayStations. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, let's get right to the games. Tonight on the docket, we have, well, the futile against the more futile as the New York Jets visit the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. Uh, boy, what can we say about this game? Um, we've got Sam Darnold, who's at least attempting to do something in New York, but let's be honest, has not been particularly successful. Um, not too bad through the air. Uh Made some mistakes, though, and then the rest of the Jets are a hot mess. Uh, And then we've got the Browns, who, for some reason, just want Tyrod Taylor to get a chance. Uh, He's horrible. I'm sorry. I just can't. I just can't get on board with this guy. Let's throw our rookie out there. And... uh, I, I don't know what he's, you know, well, he needs to learn. What's he going to learn watching Tyrod Taylor? Except maybe how not to throw interceptions. How, how to make shitty passes. Uh, I'm just not a fan. You drafted him. If he really is the man for the job, you throw him out there and let him suffer if he's bad. Troy Aikman, I believe, went 1-15 in his first season as a the Dallas Cowboy. He won't be the first rookie quarterback to take a beating, um, unless you're worried about him taking a physical beating. Um, and even then, Baker Mayfield's a pretty big dude. And so I don't really see that happening. Um, the poor Jets, uh, slightly better than the Giants this year. <laughs> if you're a Giants fan, my God, what an ass. Ugh, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, so this one... Actually, you know, probably going to turn out to be not a bad game because uh, they're both so bad that uh, the badness will probably cancel each other out and and it'll turn into a half-decent game. Um, So that's the Thursday nighter. Uh, We move over to Sunday. The game starts, or the docket starts with the New Orleans Saints against the Atlanta Falcons. The Saints had better get a one-way line to... uh, the Vatican, or to the Pope, or whoever it is they're, they're, they get their religious uh, goodness from, Buddha, Muslim, whatever it is, they better talk to them. Because the saints, I think, have finally turned a corner. I think the, Dubri- the Drew Brees era, although he himself has played fairly well, um, they've got no rushing. Um, they're all in the air. It's in the air or nothing. Uh, and they still can't win. Uh, the Falcons, 
not so good Monday night in the opener uh, of the season, but better last week um, at home. Matt Ryan starting to settle down. Falcons starting to become what we thought they were. Um, as I said, the New Orleans Saints, I, I don't know. Can't trust them any further than you can throw them. Um, I said Drew Brees still got a shotgun of an arm, but I think the time is coming in New Orleans for changes if they don't start putting some W's up on the board. Well, maybe maybe somebody a little bit more mobile than Mr. Drew Brees. That's the opener. We then have the Armando Martinez game of the week. That's the 49ers travel to Kansas City and Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. Uh, sorry, Armando. It's going to be a rough... That's going to be a rough one for you. Um, the 49ers, although improved, are unable and will not be able to hang with the mighty, mighty, mighty Chiefs and that beast of a quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, who is looking like the second coming of Dan Marino, uh, but can run. Uh, Ten TDs in the first two weeks, tying a uh, NFL record, I believe. Um, they got Kareem Hunt. That they can actually hand the ball off to somebody too. Um, they're not pulling like a New Orleans where they're passing to uh, rushing is like I don't know four plays to one or something like that. Um, the, the Chiefs have actually mixed it up fairly well so far. Uh, they're two and zero. They're going to be three and zero. The 49ers, well, time to take that uh, trip in the way back bus back to the days of uh, Young and Montana because that's what you're going to get or what you'd hope for because you're not going to find it from this team. Jimmy G, not sold on Jimmy G yet. We'll see. Um, Time yet for him to turn a corner, but uh, hasn't done it yet. Then we got the Raiders against the Dolphins in Miami at Hyde Rock Stadium. The Raiders, could there be a more ineptly named team in the NFL? Good Lord. But I guess what can you expect when you're led from an idiot, led by an idiot, John Gruden, who yesterday made the unbelievable statement that pass rushers are hard to find. Uh, there's one in Chicago, John. You send them there. Uh, uh, wow. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, could there be anything dumber than that comment? We really could use a pass rush, but they're hard to find. We only had the best one in the league, but we let him go. Um uh, still stuck on Derek Carr, who's not a bad passer, but he's just a decent quarterback. Mind you, the uh, Dolphins are still stuck on Ryan Tannehill, who I'm still not a believer in either. Um, but better than Derek Carr if I had to pick. Uh, Derek Carr is one of those quarterbacks who seems to make passes. Uh, he gets his yards, but never any touchdown passes. And the Raiders 
I mean, they got Marshawn Lynch for a running back who, I mean, he has two TDs this year. It wasn't bad, but um, you know they're looking to they're looking to score through the air. Let's be honest, and he hasn't been able to get it done for them. Uh, the Raiders, not so much the Raiders. Kind of look like a bunch of. Uh, I'm much more scared of their fans than I am of their football team. In fact, um, you know, how many uh, Oakland Raiders does it? Well, I guess they're one of the LA Raiders now. Soon to be the Vegas Raiders. How many Raiders does it take to change a tire, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, only one, unless it's a blowout, and then they all show up. <laughs> I still got it. Moving on to the Battle of Mediocrity, where the Buffalo Bills will face the Minnesota Vikings. The should-be 2-0 and Minnesota Vikings, but are not. Um, where do we start with the Buffalo Bills? Uh, Josh Allen hasn't been horrible. Um, two interceptions cost him. Uh, he's only 40%, 50% of his uh, passes have been completed. But he's a rookie. This is what you're going to get. Um, they got no running game. Uh, he really doesn't have anybody to throw to. So, you know, what do you expect, I guess, <clears throat> except what you're getting? Then on top of it, their defense couldn't stop anyone. Um, so far, anyway, uh, you know, only only given up um, 78 points in the first two games of, of, the, of the season. Nothing to be worried about there, people. Um, on the flip side, you've got the Vikings who – uh, Kirk Cousins is, looks uh, pretty solid. Uh, completion rate, not the greatest. Uh, but he gets his yards and he's at least getting some touchdowns and he's not making a lot of mistakes. Kind of known as the time and field manager uh, that he's known to be. Um, I don't even want to take a guess at what the score of this game might be. Uh, it's going to be ugly. We know that. Um, believe it or not, as of right now, uh, Vegas has the line at only 16.5 to Minnesota. <laughs> Thursday, and the line is already 16.5 for the Vikings. God only knows where that may end up by uh, Saturday night or Sunday morning. Um, if you're a Vikings fan, have a good uh, good afternoon. Uh, should be a nice, easy game to watch. Um, the Bills. Wow, 0-3. That's all I can say. Moving on. Now, this is an intriguing game, as we have the Indianapolis Colts on the road to the Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles. At Lincoln Financial Field. But the Philadelphia Eagles have not looked anything like a Super Bowl champion. They have been a hot mess with Nick Foles at the, under the center. Um, it is my understanding that he is going to be replaced for game three, or for week three, against the Colts. So the question becomes... 
is Carson Wentz ready? Uh, the injury report today has Jay Ajay and Darren Sproles both uh, ineligible um, and questionable for Sunday. If they have no running backs and they haven't had much of a running game anyway, um, that's really going to put the pressure on Carson Wentz, and he better be ready to go, or it could be not good for the Eagles. Luckily for them, they're playing the Colts, who, well, we don't really know what the Colts have got. They lost to the Bengals, who everybody thought were horrible, um, although now we're not so sure that the Bengals are as horrible as everyone predicted. Um, they beat the Redskins in Washington. Um, so, is Andrew Luck finding his stride again? Uh He's thrown a lot of passes already, you know, 84 attempts in the first two games um, because they don't have that much of a rushing, a little bit of a rushing game, but not a big one. Um, they're looking to score through the air too. So it's uh, going to be a question of who, what defense can maybe make a couple big plays, shut somebody down. Um, believe it or not, though, the money is still on the Eagles, but that's, you know, Eagles are getting a little love. Uh, six and a half. I don't know, boys. I don't know. going to be an interesting game. Moving on. We have the Cheeseheads at aforementioned Redskins. And, yes, I'll call them the Washington Redskins. That's their name. Live with it. In Landover at FedEx Field. There's only one question here about this game. Does uh, Aaron Rodgers start or not? If Aaron Rodgers plays, Green Bay wins. If he doesn't or can't, uh, then probably Washington's probably going to get it done. Um, Alex Smith has been pretty ordinary so far this year. Um, Adrian Peterson started out wildfire in week one. Wasn't so great in week two, but... Such do running backs go sometimes. So hard to say. At least they've got some kind of running presence. Uh, the money's almost dead even on this one. And I said this this really comes down to whether Aaron Rodgers plays or not. Um, right now, Green Bay favored by three points. Um, take that for what you will. I said I, I, I have to see whether Rodgers is playing or not. That, that would be the only thing that would matter to me on this game. Otherwise, probably going to be a fairly good game. But uh, if you're a fan of the Cheeseheads, you're probably probably okay in this one. But we'll see how that how that turns out. Um, next up, this game's got me confused, people. Battle of the Big Cats, the Bengals of Cincinnati, who everyone thought sucked, are in fact two and zero. In Charlotte to play the Panthers at the Bank of America Stadium in some stunningly beautiful weather for football. High 80s, high 80s Fahrenheit are being forecast for the game. Uh, the Bengals have looked spectacular so far. Andy Dalton, howdy doody Dalton, 
six TDs to one pick. Do exactly what you want. Uh, pretty decent on the ground with Jay Mixon. Won 180 yards through two weeks in a TD. So there is that threat. A.J. Green looking like a god. Four touchdowns in two weeks. On the flip side of that, well, the Carolina Panthers are basically Cam Newton. If he throws it and runs it, he's their leading rusher. Um, I'm surprised they haven't figured out some kind of a play where he can uh, throw it to himself, probably be more successful. Uh, the guy takes a lot of dings, though. I mean, he's a big, tough guy, don't get me wrong. But uh, he takes a lot of unnecessary punishment. Um, I like him. But I worry about him. Uh, he, he he has a, I don't know, he has a way of playing that makes me nervous. Um, uh, this one, uh, the money's leaning towards the Panthers, I guess, because they're at home. And uh, the uh, line is uh, minus only minus three to Carolina. Uh, I don't know about this one, boys. There's, a, there's another tough one. The Bengals have looked good. Most people had them rode off at the beginning of the season. But uh, there's a lot going on here. Uh, this this should be a pretty good game. Um, moving on. Les Titans of Les Tennessee versus Les Jaguars of Jacksonville. In Jacksonville. Sorry for the French. Got a little Cajun. Got a little excited. Um, the Titans, not so Titanish. The Jaguars, looking pretty damn good so far through two weeks. Um, Tennessee, Brian Gabbard at quarterback. That's all I need to say. Um, I don't know. Uh, they just don't have it. Um, looks like Marietta is still not going to play. Um, still got a feeling uh, tingly vibrations in his fingers when he's not doing anything. That doesn't sound very good. Um, Tennessee barely snuck by uh, Houston last week. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Defense will probably will have to get it done for uh, either of these teams. Let's say both are pretty uh, lame. Oh, yeah. Well, Jacksonville, I shouldn't say is lame in the offensive end. Uh, Bortles is looking pretty good so far this year, which has got to make you wonder when that's going to end, although his completion rate is still kind of shabby. Um, you know, 55%, not that great. Yeah, throwing a lot of balls to uh, 78 attempts. Um, but, uh, well, let's put it this way. Uh, Jacksonville's probably going to go to 3-0 and on this one, and the Titans are going to have to clean up a little more mess again after week three. Um, Broncos and Ravens. The mighty... Orange Denver Broncos travel to Baltimore to play the Ravens. The Ravens, who we don't know, or at least I don't know, who are the Ravens this year. 
Sure, they smashed Buffalo 47 to 3, but my high school team could smash Buffalo Bills. Um, they lost to the Bengals in Cincinnati in week two. Um, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Never just, I don't know. I've never been a fan of his, and yet statistically, you know, looking pretty good. Uh, on the flip side, uh, Casey Keenum, n- not bad, but uh, more interceptions and touchdowns is never good. Uh, once again, Baltimore, though, no running game. No running game at all. Their leading rushers got 48 yards through two weeks. Uh, not good. Um, the Broncos, uh, Mr. Lindsay is uh, tearing it up fairly well on the ground. Uh, 178 through two weeks, pretty good. Uh this is going to be a matter of who actually can. Uh, I mean, the Broncos are two and zero, but uh, by a combined total of four points, they barely snuck by the Seahawks, who we're pretty sure aren't that good this year. Uh, they barely, well, they'll beat Oakland by a point at home. Um, so that that two and zero might be a little deceiving. Um, the Ravens are are probably going to win this game. At least that's my my take on it. I don't think the Broncos have that. That's a very, very, very deceiving 2-0. Oh, which leads us to the last game of the 1 o'clock starts, or 11 a.m. for those of us up here in the Great White North. The New York Giants at the Houston Texans from NRG Stadium in Houston. Battle of the 0-2s. I believe, if I heard it correctly on Monday Night Football, uh, of the uh, in the last, I believe it was from 2000, something like that. Anyway, in that in that time frame, teams that go 0 and 2, only 1 and 10 make the playoffs. 1 and 10, so it's not looking good already. You certainly don't want to go 0 and 3. <clears throat> I'm going to guess that 0 and 3, that number drops even more. Uh, gets closer to zero, I'm going to say. Um, the Giants. Well, let's have a look at the Giants. Uh, Eli Manning. I just don't know. I was never that big a fan. I always thought he was a little bit overrated. I mean, he did get some Super Bowls, so you got to count that for something. But... Uh, his stats are just underwhelming. You know, when we really want to, you know, tapes, 0 and 2. 56 of 81 for 500 yards. Okay, that doesn't sound too bad. Um, if nothing, I'm going to guess that's right in around the, uh, right in around the average. That's a 70% completion rate. Can't really argue with that. But then you move on to the next stats. One touchdown. And one interception. The Giants lose because they can't score. Uh, Squan Barkley's been okay at running back, um, but only one touchdown. So you're not getting any scoring from there either. They put up 15 against Jacksonville and only 13 against Dallas. Um, And some of that was, uh, I believe one of those touchdowns was at the end of the game where Wow, 10 points in the fourth quarter. So nothing through the first half 
of a of a game where usually the New York Giants show up. Um, they laid an egg against Dallas, and Dallas isn't very good, in my opinion. And I'm a Dallas fan. Um, their defense is not too bad, but when you can't score any points, you know, does it matter? I don't know. So, um, I don't know what they could do to change that team. Get a quarterback, I guess. But they didn't see it that way. As I believe they signed themselves. Well, I mean, they picked Barkley in the draft, but that's not a bad move. But they never picked a quarterback, so they're going to ride Manning. Um, I don't know. And the the Texans are not far behind. I mean, Sean Watson hasn't been bad. But there again, too, hasn't been great. Um, Lamar Miller on the running back has been pretty decent. Um, their problem, I believe, is more is that they can't stop anybody from scoring. Although they hung, I mean, they haven't really, I mean, the Patriots, they lost, but the Patriots had the Patriots. Um, they gave up 20 against the Titans. Um, it's going to be hard to predict this Houston team. I mean, they've got the, after the Giants, they've got the Colts, the Cowboys, and the Bills. Um, <laughs> uh, I could I can't see them losing to the Giants, but they could easily lose to the Colts and the Cowboys. They could be two and four um, after six weeks and not played anybody. Um, they have a pretty weak schedule, too. But anyhow, regardless, um, an interesting matchup. Um, whoever loses is done. Uh, if you go to 0 and 3, that's it. You're finished. Um especially when you don't really, you're not really, uh, what's the word, underachieving, I guess you could say, for either of these teams by being 0-2. Texans have never really been that great. The Giants under the Eli Manning regime are seen their best years. Um, yeah. The Giants are no longer Giants, and the Houston Texans are always going to be the little brothers to the Cowboys, and that ain't saying a lot this year. Uh, as the Cowboys, as I have mentioned before, are not the greatest. Um, yeah, that's going to be one of those games. Yeah, might be a you know that again might turn into a pretty good game as the ugliness cancels each other out. But uh, I'm going to guess that one's not going to be pretty. Moving on to the 405 slot, we have what should be a pretty good game: the Chargers of L.A. Against the Rams at Memorial Coliseum. The 2-0 Rams against the 1-1 Chargers. The Chargers, of course, lost to the Chiefs in week one. Um, They beat the Bills, but not uh, as badly as everyone thought, 31-20. In Buffalo, mind you. Uh, The Rams have looked like gold so far, although they've only played the Raiders and the Cardinals. They've only given up 13 points in two games. The defense looking stellar, but then again, this has been the Raiders and the Cardinals. Um, so that might be a tad bit inflated, but I think the Rams are the real deal, people. Um, big fan of their quarterback. Uh, is it about 67% passing completions? 
three DTs and only one pick. Uh, Philip Rivers, however, for the Chargers, no slouch. Uh, his completion rate is way up there. Uh, i got to run the math on that quick. Uh, that's going to be a pretty spectacular number. 73% so far with six touchdowns and one interception. Can't argue with that. Um, the difference for me, uh, the Rams have got a good passing game. They've got a good defense. And they got Todd Gurley. Gurley, 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 who is proving last year was no fluke so far as he's 150 yards and three TDs through two weeks. Um this should be a really good game. Should be some a lot of passing, a lot of running. There should be a little bit of everything in this game. Some scoring, some good defense. It should be a little, like I said, a mishmash of all of it. Uh, should be a great game. Uh, probably the best one of the day. Uh, the line is uh, seven points to the Rams, so fairly favored. Oh, then we move on to another. Um, well, let's say the Bears versus the Cardinals. Where the Bears? The Bears. Who haven't seen any glory in that long. Who, admittedly, uh, could have easily beat the Packers. Should have beat the Probably should be two and zero. And I wonder if we'd be talking about the Bears the same way if they'd have won in Week One against Green Bay. They handled the Seahawks in Week Two. Um. They're nothing flashy, uh, but they seem to be getting things done. Uh, he has looked all right. Um, TDs to picks are even. That's never good, but only two of each, so still early. Uh, for me, the difference between these two teams is that quarterback Sam Bradford's been horrible. Hasn't thrown a touchdown pass yet. Um, and the Bears on defense makes all the difference. Um, they got that, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of any, heard of this guy. They got that young Khalil Mack guy, that uh, unknown quantity from uh, from the Raiders, there that the Raiders let go, that uh, didn't look like he was going to turn into anything, apparently. Fucking Raiders, unbelievable. Um, their defense looks spectacular. He looks spectacular. Um, Bears much improved. We'll go to two and one against the Cardinals. Who will drop to zero and three, and their season will be over. That takes us to uh, an intriguing game for me, being a Cowboy fan. It's the one and one Cowboys go to Seattle and CenturyLink Field, which is not an easy place to play. Uh, against the 0-2 Seahawks. Uh, the Seahawks have not looked good so far this year. Uh, Russell Wilson is trying to get things done, but they got no running game. Um, so they're, well, he's their running game, and he hasn't got it done on the ground this year. Uh, he's thrown five TDs, but uh, three interceptions. Um He's running about 60% in passing, which is all right. But uh, they haven't really put a lot of points up on the board. Um, They've lost to Denver and Chicago, who 
Denver, well, we're not really sure, even though they're two and old, if they're really that good or not. Bears are decent, so losing to them maybe not a huge deal. Um, but the 0-2 start is not good. Um, the Cowboys, on the other hand, uh, offensively a little weak. Um, Prescott has been average at best. Um, Ezekiel Elliott's been pretty good through two weeks. Um, their problem is they don't score that much. Their defense looked a lot better against the Giants than they did in week one. Um, they've only scored 28 points so far, uh, but only given up 39. So um, this one, this is going to be an interesting game. I, I would think that uh, we're probably going to have to lean a tiny bit towards Seattle uh, just because the Cowboys are the Cowboys, but really on paper, the Cowboys really should win this game. Seattle is in a bit of a funk, but Russell Wilson will come out and throw four touchdown passes and run for 25 against the Cowboys, and they'll lose because that's how it goes. Uh, the Lions only one and a half to Seattle, so basically even up. Um, Russ is a tough one, boy. I wouldn't want to put putting the money down on that one on Saturday is going to be tough unless that line moves. Um, yeah, interesting. Uh, in the Sunday night game, the mighty Patriots, or the semi-mighty Patriots these days, as they continue to uh, squabble off the field about who said what about whom and who don't like who and blah, blah, blah. Um Travel to Detroit Field, or Detroit and Ford Field, sorry, to play the hapless Lions. Um, Matt Stafford, almost one shy of 100 passing attempts through two weeks. Too many. No running game. Uh, but that goes for both these teams. Um, it's through the air and nothing. Um, Brady, as usual, statistically, doesn't look too bad. Um, but with Tom, uh, 68% completion rate, Stafford at 62. Uh, Brady's got five TDs to the one pick, though, where Stafford is uh, four TDs, four interceptions. There's a difference. Um, Tom doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Uh, he makes a few more these days because he's getting old. Um, uh, but I'm a, I would think a lot of quarterbacks would like to swap stats with Tom Brady even at this point. Um, this one's going to come down to a little bit to defense. Uh, and the Patriots have got the edge there. Uh, the Lions have been... I mean, they gave up 48 points to the Jets. 48. Uh, they gave up 30 to the 49ers, so they, you know, almost 40 points a game so far. Um, as we've mentioned on the uh, football show, they don't like their coach. Um, that's all it takes. You can not like your coach when you're winning, a la the Patriots. But it don't work so good uh, when it's the other way around. You hate the coach when you're losing. Shit's not going to fly. Everything's just that much tougher to do. Um, 
Patriots all day in the Sunday Nighter. They will be patriotic, and they will release the lines. Hopefully not onto the Christians, but you never know. Yeah, I said it. Anyway, moving on. The Monday Nighter. <clears throat> the Monday Nighter, which has the game of intrigue as the winless Steelers. That's right, the winless Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, one and one after that tie with Cleveland in week one, that debacle. And then they took a, not a beating, uh, a bizarre game, I guess, too, in Kansas City as they traded points, basically. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers have got dressing room problems. Don't call. Don't care what anybody says. You've got guys, um, well, your best player and Antonio Brown uh, tweeting. Uh, trade me, um, even if he was just joking. Um, doesn't come to practice on Monday, then tries to tell us that he is all about winning and only all about the team. He's just mad because they've been losing. Well, dude, uh, not showing up for uh, practice—that's that's fucking gonna help. Um, Lavon Bell, who now I guess is live. Fanian Bell, I'm not sure now they're saying his first name different. I don't know what's going on there. don't care. Um, I'm going to blast him a little bit. Um, I'm all for players making money. That is, after all, the point. Uh, not unlike the owners or anything else. But my wrath begins to get up. Uh, I begin to become pissed off when I read. I believe I might be wrong by $10,000 one way or the other. I believe I read that he is losing, I think it's 867, 897, right around just shy of $900,000 a game. He won't be playing in week three. That means he is approximately. For easy math, giving up two and a half million dollars by not playing. Now I realize we're talking about professional athletes, and uh, millions of dollars don't quite mean the same thing to those guys that they do to us. But let's put this in perspective. If you make fifty thousand dollars a year, you have a damn good job in this day and age. That's a pretty good paying job. It will take you 20 years to make a million dollars. That means in the three weeks that that Bell has sat out, you would have to work for 50 years. Pretty much your entire working time. If you started work at 20 and you were 70 to make that much money. See where I'm going with this, people? You have a contract. You might think you got fucked by the league and their stupid rule about franchise players and all that bullshit, and you might be right. But I believe that contract is for 14 fucking million dollars. Put your fucking helmet on, get in the game, play, and next year they can't do it to you. 
and go somewhere, sign the big fat contract. I don't blame you. But this fucking holding out bullshit because $14 million isn't enough money pisses me off. Holy fuck, if I had $14 million, Tom, Nate, me, and five other people, entire families could fucking retire. Shit, on the $2.5 million, I could retire uh, and probably one more of those, uh, maybe not both of them, but probably Nate and uh, Tom and I, because we're both older. $2.5 million, if I give him a million and a quarter and I took a million and a quarter, I'd never work again. I wouldn't live any better than I live now, but I wouldn't have to do anything. You could pay your bills and shit, put some money in the bank and live off the interest, for God's sake. I just, it drives me nuts. If you didn't if you didn't have a contract, that would be a whole different story for me. But he knew that going in, you know, that the possibility was they could slap him with a franchise tag, and it happened. Now, whether you want to debate whether that's fair or not, that's a different issue. But just play, for fuck's sake. Anyhow, I feel like Nate Bush after that round. Um, Steelers Bucks, Ben Roethlisberger, 101 fucking attempts so far this year. Too fucking many. In my opinion, um, four touchdowns, three picks. So, jury's out on whether that's working or not. Plus, they haven't won a game. Uh, Mr. Connor has actually taken Mr. Bell's spot. Uh, uh, really, the fucking uh, Steelers don't even miss Bell. Um, he's got 152 yards and three TDs on the ground, so they really don't miss him. Um, I wonder if Antonio Brown is more pissed off that he's not the leading receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, uh, Whatever his name is, the man of two names, uh, Smith-Schuster, is with 240 yards in the TD. Um, But the Steelers, average at best. But the Buccaneers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Perennial league doormat. Their quarterback gets hurt. Everybody, or not hurt, but suspended, I guess it was. Everybody is, oh my. What shall we do? What will the the Buccaneers do? They have, oh good God, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. They have as their backup. What does Ryan Fitzpatrick do? Well, I think he took a look at himself and said, Buddy, you're 35. This is your last shot. Um, This is probably going to be your life. You blow this or are horrible. You're probably not going to make it with another team. You're probably done. So what does he do in two weeks? 48 of 61. That's a 79% completion. For 819 yards, eight touchdowns, and only one pick. Ho finds a, a Deshaun Jackson, who has got 209 receptions for 275 and three TDs. The Bucks are 2 and 0. Look 
fucking unbelievable. Uh, smashed the Saints in Week One in New Orleans. Steve Super Bowl defending Super Bowl champion, world champion, fly fucking Eagles fly in Week Two. Fucking up my Armando Martinez game of the week. Fucking sorry, Armando. Fucking blew that all the shit. Fucking Eagles. I knew better. Fucking Eagles. I should have known anything associated with Tom Robinson. Fucking TR shock. Fucking turned into ER shock for me. God damn it. Anyway. Tampa Bay. Fitzmagic. Fitztorious. Fitzglorious. I've heard it all. Um, but you can't take it away from them, man. Until they, until they flounder. Until they drop the ball, which is probably going to happen sometime. But I don't think it's going to happen against the Steelers. I think the the Bucks are going to get her done and drive everybody totally nuts. And not only will they be three and zero, the Steelers are going to be in big fucking trouble if they don't win. Um, the money, uh, on, uh, surprisingly, though, is actually on Pittsburgh. Uh, they're one-and-a-half-point favorites. So, take that as you will. Um, and that's the go- that's the docket for the week three. I'm going to give you a quick uh, rundown of the power rankings, courtesy of our friends at ESPN Sports. Uh, number one, Los Angeles Rams. Can't argue that. Number two, Jacksonville. Can't argue that. Number three, the Chiefs. Can't argue that. Number four, the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Number five, the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Don't know about that. Vikings at six. The Packers at seven. The Falcons at eight. The Saints at nine. And the Steelers at ten. I don't know how the fuck you could be in the top ten when you haven't won a fucking game yet. Spare me. Tampa Bay at 11 at 2 and 0 seems unfair they're 2 and 0. The Chargers at 12, the Bengals at 13, the Panthers at 14, the Broncos 15, the Dolphins at 16, the Cowboys at 17, the 49ers at 18, Baltimore at 19, and now we get into the Hasbeens. At number 20 Tennessee. Uh, at 21 the Redskins. The Texans at 22. Daw Bears at 23. Seattle Seahawks at 24. Colts at 25. The Jets at 26. The Raiders at 27. The Browns, thank God, are not last at 28. The Lions at 29. The New York Giants at 30. The Cardinals at 31. And bringing up the basement. Oh, those poor... Poor, poor Buffalo Bills at 32. So take it for what you want or what you will. going to be a rough, rough year if you're a Buffalo Bills fan. But I don't know that there's that many Buffalo Bills fans left. So maybe that's not that much of a worry. Um, so that's we have week three shaping up power rankings. Um, look for uh, Tom and I to hit tonight sometime the our picks for the NCAA where we were 
fucking totally destroyed in week two. Um, no point in sugarcoating it. The NCAA took a giant shit on both of us. Mind you, it took a giant shit on half of the, the betting world. It was an ugly, ugly, ugly week for betters in sports. Um, and then uh, Saturday night, or, well, yeah, Sunday morning, Saturday night, depending. We'll give you the latest on the NFL so we can get those late odds in for you. Um and that's about all there is to say. Uh, we got ten minutes, or I've got ten minutes left, so I might just ramble for ten minutes. Um, we've got a possibility of a, a boxing slash MMA show starting, uh, so that to look forward to possibly. Um, we're only uh, two weeks away from the start of NHL hockey, which gets me excited. I don't know how for the rest of you. Um, a lot of you Southies aren't into the hockey. Don't know what you're missing. Uh, but so that will, the white man can't score, will return after its hiatus. Uh, the Tim and Tom show is on a temporary hiatus as Tom's work schedule um, prevents us from, uh, it's either that or the football shows, and we like to do the football shows for the Patreon people. Um, so that's taking the priority. Once we get a little more time, Tim and Tom will return with the two grouchy old fuckers, uh, um, basically telling you to get off our lawn as we complain and uh, bitch about uh, pop culture and these kinds of things. Uh, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, Wide Man Can't Jump flagship show was uh, beautiful. Uh, another classic in the can, as they say. Nate and Tom smash another one out of the park. Um, what else is going on in the wide man? we got some more stuff coming up, but we can't talk about it, um, unfortunately. So why am I mentioning it? Good question. Um, I've got a few jokes for you. Let's have a couple of jokes for you. Uh, why doesn't Jesus play hockey? Keeps getting nailed to the boards. <laughs> I like that one. Um, and I'm a Christian, so if that offends you, uh, lighten up. Um, see, we're looking for a few more. Most of these are pretty lame, or so dirty, or been heard before. Um, anyway, uh, shout out to my buddies, Nate Bush, the hardworking uh, school student, uh, pharmacist uh, in training, works weekends, going to be a daddy pretty soon. Nate Bush is a brave man, got a lot on the plate, uh, even more than when he eats, when that plate is like overflowing. Um, but Nate's hanging in there and keeps the wide man can't jump machine running. So hats off to him. Um, on the flip side, we got uh, Tom, who uh, is going through uh, more life changes than a man can shake a stick at for his age. Uh, work, personal, 
Um, you name it. He's got it going on. Uh, he's got it. I believe we joked. Uh, I can go there. No, I can't go there. I can't say that on the air. On the air. Sorry. He's got a biography in the works, though, the title of which I can't name because it gives away too much. Um, but if if you could write, you know, if Tom Robinson could sit down and write a book. Oh, God, the stories that man can tell. The places he's been, as they say. He needs his own sitcom. Or his own uh, late-night talk show. The Tom Robinson show. I think that'd go over pretty well. Um, guy just knows a lot of dudes. I don't know how else to put it. Uh, what else is going on? I... Uh, I, I watched wrestling because I want to kill these six minutes rather than have silence. I watched uh, wrestling uh, SmackDown. Uh, I'm really getting off on that whole Becky Lynch bitch angle. I like that. Um, I didn't watch Raw too goddamn long for me, and it gets in the way of Monday Night Football, so that that wasn't working. Uh, what else do I know? Let's check out the headlines quick before we. Anything going on in the sports world that really worth talking about? Um, oh well, there's a little something something. Timberwolves won't trade Butler for young assets. Well, who the fuck are they gonna trade him for? Are the Minnesota Timberwolves trying to become the Ottawa Senators of the NBA? And if you follow uh, NHL hockey, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, I don't know what the hell's going on there. I'll have to leave that one to the experts, but that seems odd to me if a guy wants out. Well, I guess you got two choices. You do nothing and get nothing when he leaves, or you flip him for whatever you can. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I guess that's part of the Nate Bush curse. That uh, <laughs> that uh, the team had a half decent year last year, and to be honest, if uh, um, uh, Jimmy Butler hadn't have been hurt, they probably they probably would have had an even better year, and we might not even be talking about any of this. But there's another guy. All right, you know, I ranted on uh, Lavanian Bell, or however the fuck you say his name. I say Lavon. Um, Jimmy Butler's another guy who, you know, uh, he's he's wanting to be traded. Is 100%. It's not about winning. It's not about uh, getting to a better team. It's 100% about how much money can I, I want the maximum contract I can get. And there's three guys, three teams that can give me that, so that's where I want to go. Uh, Jimmy Butler's going to make $20 million this year. Yeah, I'll let that sink in for a bit. Um, he's the highest, second highest point pair on the team behind Andrew Wiggins, who admittedly probably shouldn't be getting that much. But regardless, it is what it is. Uh, I looked at his uh, contract I believe Jimmy Butler's already made $90 million or will make $90 million when this contract is up. He's only 30, so he's going to sign another big fat one. 
I mean, he wants to sign some other, you know, $140 million range or some ridiculousness like that. <sighs> you know, talk about first world problems. Uh, take your $25 million. Uh, does it really, like, like, what a world you must live in. If the difference between twenty five and twenty seven million over seven years or whatever, so you know, even if it is ten million dollars, that this is worth being such an asshole about. Just take your money. It's gobs of it. You'll never. Well, I would think a normal person would never spend it all, but maybe these guys do. Maybe that's part of the problem. Um, poor financial management. Uh, living like uh, instead of living like you make uh, when you make ten and living like you only make four, uh, these guys make ten and live like they make twenty five. Uh, trying to keep up with the richest of the rich, like LeBron, who's you know another league of his own. Um, it's just sad. It's sad to see teams busted up and fans get fucked over because some guy wants. Um, you know he knows that even though he if he stays with uh, Minnesota. He's going to make pretty big money, but he can make a little bit more going somewhere else. That's just bullshit in my mind. But then I'm an average guy, and we see things differently than than, uh, than the superstars. So that's going to be it from the great white north. I hope the NFL preview show gave you some inkling of what is going to go on in week three. Tune in uh, sometime tonight. I'm going to guess pretty late, so you might want to catch it Friday morning or Friday afternoon or Friday night before the NCAA starts on Saturday uh, for our college prognostications where we probably fuck up royally. Uh, And uh, Saturday night, probably fairly late, so probably more like Sunday morning. Um, Listen in live if you can. And if not, get up early so you can spin it quick before the Sunday night game or Sunday night before the Sunday games, so you can get our take on the NFL. That's it for me from the Great White North. Have a great day, everyone. See you soon. Good day.